Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, and joining me this week for the brew your brain and sharpen your wit is my favoritest sister in the whole wide world, Carla Cockrum. Hello, Daily Grind Nation. I am his only sister, but yes, favorite. <laughs> Still my favorite. Still and my you're my favorite. my favorite brother also. <laughs> So, um, and again, on the Daily Grind, we're going to give you some things to brew your brain as we run down on a few historical events and run down on today's dates. Give you a chance to sharpen your wit as we throw out some random musings just to get your brain gears turning this morning. And then we'll hopefully have a chance to enhance your faith. We'll talk about the Bible and what it means to walk with Jesus. So grab a mug of your favorite brew and join us on this edition of the daily grind let's get that show on the road and now it's that time on the daily grind to brew your brain it's wednesday july 12th and on july 12th in 1862 the united states congress authorized the u.s medal of honor the highest and most prestigious personal military decoration in 1930 on this day bobby jones won the first grand slam of golf he won the u.s open the british open the british amateur and the u.s amateur not all on the same day no but i mean (laughs) he he won his last one but he won all four of those in one year that's a big year it's amazing he was great in 1960 the Etch-A-Sketch was introduced oh, how fun. at two ninety nine, <laughs> and it went on to sell 600,000 units that year, and oh. it is one of the best-known toys of that era, and it is a member of the Toy Hall of Fame. I could always manage to draw a mean staircase. Yes, same. I could draw. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1962, on this day, the Rolling Stones performed together live for the first time at London's Marquee Club. Mm. Oh, it is serendipitous that you are doing this with me this week. Is it? Because on July 12th, in 1990, Northern Exposures debuted on CBS. Oh, didn't you like that show? I did like that show. I like that show. Why is that show not available to binge on one of the streaming things? I don't know. That's a good question. It is. Um, and also in the same TV vein, in 2002, Monk premiered on this day <laughs> on the USA Network. <laughs> like that one, too. <laughs> I do, too. So July 12th is Different Colored Eyes Day. Hmm. Good news for all those Australian blue healers. Yeah. It's Etch-A-Sketch Day. Makes yes. sense. It's National Eat Your Jello Day. Okay. Don't know what else you would do with it. It's National Pecan Pie Day. Yum. Mm. It's New Conversations Day. Okay. So use something off the daily grind to start a new conversation okay. with somebody. Right. Make it it's Orange Men's Day. It's paper bag day and it is simplicity day paper bag simplicity okay okay all right i like it and now it's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit 
here we are to help you get your brain gears going. The program Weapon X, which created Wolverine, is actually meant to be read as Weapon 10. And Captain America in the Marvel Universe was Weapon 1. What? Yeah. So okay. it's... it's um, but but you can't just apply that universally because it is Malcolm X. It's not Malcolm the Ten. Right. I got so. you. Roman numerals and all. I got you. The longest one syllable word in the English language is scrunched. Ten letters. Um, there's a lot of other monosyllabic nine letter words such as scratched, screeched, scrounged, squelched, straights, and strengths. And that's about as long as you can get with one syllable. Wow. And talking about <laughs> syllables, here's here's something that's that I always find interesting. Do you know that there are fewer syllables in saying World Wide Web than there are in saying www? There are. <laughs> I know. Three. Yeah. I really believe that people who usually <laughs> say no pun intended usually intended it intended that pun for sure yeah that's so disingenuous <laughs> yeah you did we all know it <laughs> james earl jones was originally paid seven thousand dollars for voicing darth vader no i know somebody, i hope they negotiated that <laughs> somebody got taken advantage <laughs> by the dark side <laughs> Oh the God. sounds of the Brachiosaurus in Jurassic Park were a mix of whale and donkey sounds. <laughs> that sums up a lot about Jurassic Park right there. There you go. Oh the word skunk actually comes from an Algonquin phrase for peeing fox. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How could you not need to know that? Oh, my gosh. My neighbor the other day told me that my lawn was impeccable. Mm. And I told them I didn't know that it was chicken proof. Okay. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> That's a bad one. Oh, just wait. <laughs> That's just a warm up. Okay. You know, I have a friend, Carla, who went bald, but he kept his comb. Um... He just couldn't part with it. I guess not. <laughs> yep, that's bad too. <laughs> so, <sighs> okay. And now it's that time on the daily grind to enrich your faith. The Bible was written for you, but it was not written to you. It was really written towards groups of people. First five books of the Old Testament were meant to address the entire congregation of Israel. All of the Old Testament was penned for the people of Israel, and it was aimed to provide them the knowledge about their history, origins, faith, and most importantly, their God. And in the same way, the New Testament was primarily written to and for whole churches. But as individuals from a Western culture, we tend to read the Bible as if it were written for personal consumption. And that perspective influences our interpretation of the text and, I believe, often limits our understanding of God's message. Throughout church history, the people of God have gathered together to hear the scriptures being read aloud. 
Due to the scarcity of personal copies of the text, individuals couldn't study and read the Bible at home as easily as we do today. And while we should appreciate the privilege of personal Bible reading facilitated by the printing press, we have largely forgotten that scripture is meant for community, not just for individuals. And as a result, our interpretations and applications of the Bible often reflect an individualistic lens, causing us to overlook its emphasis on community. For example, we commonly apply 1 Corinthians 6.19 to the importance of taking care of our physical bodies since they are the temples of the Holy Spirit. However, in misreading scripture with Western eyes, we misinterpret the plurals of this passage. It says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have received from God. You are not your own. Now the pronoun you is plural, while temple is singular. So that passage refers to the community of believers collectively being the temple of God, while it's crucial to steward our physical bodies as gifts of the Lord. So this passage primarily speaks of how we should love and care for the body of Christ. And understanding that leads to a different application such as reconciling with fellow believers and supporting those who are hurting rather than just focusing on our personal health habits. To truly study the Bible effectively, I think we need the support of community. You know, I can spend hours studying a passage, read the commentaries for insights, and participate in group discussions thinking that I've gained this deep understanding. However, inevitably, when I sit in a small group of believers, someone is going to point out something that just leaves me asking myself, was that there all this time? How did I miss it? So although my personal study was valuable both to me and to the group, nothing compares to the experience of believers gathering together and collectively exploring and discussing the Word of God. There's just a unique synergy that occurs when believers gather as a body. We learn from one another. But we also learn together through the presence of the Spirit of Jesus among us. Again, the book that I just mentioned, Misinterpreting Scripture Through Western Eyes by Richards and O'Brien, they say that why go to church? Why worship with a group? Well, because in some ways we may not fully understand the Spirit indwells the group in a way that the Spirit does not indwell the individual. We are built together to become one whole building, a single dwelling for the spirit. Like it or not, we need each other. That's from Misreading Scripture, page 109. Unfortunately, though, we struggle to engage in communal Bible study and exploration. During Bible study sessions, we often just skim the surface of the text instead of really digging deep into it as a community. Developing this skill requires effort from the entire group, along with practice and vulnerability with one another. I will tell you, though, we can successfully study together, aiming to gain a deeper understanding of the text, and we also gain the joy of learning from perspectives other than our own. So scripture was written for communities and intended to shape communities. Sometimes we miss a layer of meaning in our most beloved passages again, due to our individualistic cultural context. To grasp the full weight of this text, we need to strive to remove those cultural binders. 
So like in Romans 12, 2, the second person pronouns are plural. Although English lacks a formal second person plural pronoun, we could read that as follows. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And while we often interpret these pronouns in a singular manner, they were written for the church community. It's important to remember that the letter was read to a gathered body of believers. Imagine being a part of that gathering with everyone listening to this important letter. And by now, you've heard most of the letter which focuses on the gospel. And suddenly it shifts to addressing your response to the gospel. And so consider how hearing this passage in the context uh, would alter your understanding. Your entire spiritual journey is intricately connected to the community. All spiritual disciplines and growth occur within the company of the people in the room with you. You cannot imagine the Christian life apart from the body of Christ, as no one has ever asked you to. It might sound like this. This community should not be conformed to this world, but this community be transformed by the renewal of their minds, that by testing, this community may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Even modern day readers can grasp at a simple, immediate glimpse this understanding. And if you read verses three through seven, Paul immediately delves into specifics regarding the use of spiritual gifts within the church. He doesn't transition into discussing what the church life should look like because he already is addressing it. For Christians, from individualistic cultures, this interpretation of this passage might challenge our preconceived notions. I mean, to truly understand what the Bible is saying, we must make an effort to comprehend how the original audience would have heard it. This cultural context and assumptions shape their reading of the text, leading to often a different understanding than our own. So, yes, we should rejoice that we have personal access to the Bible, but we must not forget to read it and study it within the context of community. We need to challenge our individualistic mindset and seek God's guidance on how the passage that we are reading should shape and transform our community. I think if we fail to do this, would cause us to miss a significant portion of what the Lord communicates to us through his word. And that results in missed opportunities to obey and worship him. Thanks for joining me on the daily grind. I have put references to misreading scripture with Western eyes by Ralph Richards and Brandon J. O'Brien, as well as my email and things like that in the show notes. Anyway, thanks again for joining me. I'll see you tomorrow. Grace and peace to you. Mm -hmm.